Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series, What's So Important About the Book of James? I've certainly enjoyed it so far, and I trust you have too. We're continuing yesterday from the battle between being justified by works and justified by faith. And James tells us in James chapter 2, verse 24, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Well, I like to say it this way. We're saved by grace through faith that works by love. Let me say that again. We are saved by grace through faith that works by love. So what does James want us to know? He wants us to know practical religion and genuine faith. Who is right? Paul, who says we're saved by faith and not by works, or James, who says a man is justified by works and not by faith only? Well, the answer is both. You see, words are important, but words can be cheap. Here's a perfect example in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Well, here's another scripture that many attempt to avoid. It's in John chapter 14, verse 15, and Jesus said this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, I just want to sincerely thank God for his grace, because he who thinks they can fool God is the epitome of a fool. James chapter 1 majors on two truths, first, being profiting from trials, and second, being a doer of the word. In James 1, verse 2, he says, My brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, the original Greek word for trials can be defined as temptations, tests, trials, and provings. What are some types of temptations? We have temptations to sin. There's lust, lying, stealing, drugs, alcohol, food, laziness, sleep and slumber, we could call it, rebellion, disobedience, anger, etc. And then there are tests. We have tests of love, tests of faith. Holiness, honesty, integrity, virtue, faithfulness, tests of commitment, fidelity, and character. And then we have trials in life. Trials of adversity, affliction, trouble, problems, and persecution. And then there are provings. Well, provings are to see who you really are. How do we view temptations, tests, trials, and provings? Is our glass half full 
or is it half empty? Are we bummed out, or do we sing, praise the Lord, hallelujah? How do we handle it when we're tempted? How do we react when we're tested? How do we position ourselves when trials come and we're being proven? Do we believe 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when temptation presents itself? It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Well, do we trust Romans 8.28 when we face a test? It says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then do we stand on Romans 8.31 when a trial manifests? It says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Do we quote Romans chapter 8, verse 35, when proving begins? It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? And do we speak the word with the authority that we have in Christ? For Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And do we praise God knowing a challenge will strengthen us? Well, James, who I will call Mr. Practical Religion and Genuine Faith, he tells us patience is the key. It's a perfect work, so we won't lack. He says in verses 3 through 4 of chapter 1, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Well, testing, this is the trying and the proving of our faith. Patience. This is our endurance, our steadfastness, constancy, loyalty, perseverance, and long-suffering. Patience is defined as the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and godliness by even the greatest trials and sufferings. James chapter 1, verses 3-4 through 4 in the Message Bible says it this way, You know that under pressure your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Boy, I like that translation. I've noticed wisdom in the older generation. Well, they are weathered, but they're calm, not in a rush, and take time for decisions. To the older generation, most things are not an emergency to them. They pray about things and go to sleep at night. They have contentment, and they're willing to wait. They don't do anything until they know what to do. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I like how James calls it wisdom that's from above and how to profit from trials. Listen to this in James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. This wisdom is pure. It's peaceable, gentle, and full of mercy. I think we need it. How about you? I believe profiting from trials is wisdom from above. But how do we get it? Well, there's only one true source. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, 
But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Jesus has made unto us wisdom. Well, this is not human wisdom. First Corinthians chapter two and verses four through five put it this way. Paul says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's called the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him, as Paul states in Ephesians 1.17. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, James is really giving us some divine straight from the throne wisdom. Listen to verses 12 through 17 in the book of James chapter 1. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Again, in James chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, in the message version, it says, You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. The only way to walk in this wisdom is to have the revelation and knowledge of him. We need to see temptations, testings, trials, and proving as a glass that is half full. We need to see it in a positive way. We need to count it all joy. So declare this out loud. Say this after me. I stand during this temptation this test, this trial and proving. I count it all joy because I have the victory in Christ. I see that as I handle this situation with faith and patience, I will gain maturity and strength. I do not believe God is tempting me, testing me, and putting me in trials. However, I believe he's allowing me to grow in my patience, faith, wisdom, strength, and authority to be an overcomer in every evil circumstance. I believe this pressure is not causing me to fail. Rather, it is causing me to stand, to stand stronger to become more resolved, more committed, and more trusting in his grace because his grace is sufficient for me. I believe Jesus has made unto me wisdom. I have the wisdom on how to handle this situation. I believe he has given unto me the spirit of wisdom and I believe his wisdom is pure and peaceable. I will not doubt and I will not waver. Therefore, I have his wisdom. 
I believe there's no temptation I am not able to bear. I believe all things work together for my good because I'm called according to his purpose. I believe I have patience and it is having its perfect work in me. I believe I do not lack anything. I am not deceived because I believe every good gift is from him. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am redeemed from the curse by the blood of Jesus. He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm the head and not the tail. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks. I needed that too. So our time is up and we need to go. I've had a great time. We're talking about what's so important about the book of James. So come back tomorrow, same time, same channel. We'll continue just where we left off. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.